Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf nun. We left off on daf nun number alf. We're at the fourth line of the page. Va'adayon yomar on daf nun number alf. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And Le'ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom, also sponsored by Rina and Mark Goldstein in memory of the 26th yard site of Rina's father, Mo Sefti, Moshe Ben Harav Elazar Shmuel, Allah Shalom, Aliyah. It is also sponsored by Simeon Moshe Kleinman in memory of Moshe's grandmother, Fego Bas Mordechai Menachem, whose yard site was yesterday, Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. The first thing we're going to do is finish up the discussion that we started yesterday. If you recall, yesterday we learned that after a mayor died, Rabbi Yehuda told all of his Talmidim, I do not want any of the Talmidim Rabbi Meir in my base medrash, but somehow Sumchus snuck into the base medrash, and Sumchus right away started to teach a Mishnah that he heard from Rabbi Meir, and the Mishnah he heard from Meir said that when it comes to a Nazir being Megaleach, not only is a Nazir Megaleach on a Kezayis bin Ames, he's Megaleach on a Mace also. Al Ames, Vial Kezayis bin Ames. So Rabbi Yehuda said, you see, this is why I didn't want these people here. This is ridiculous. Obviously, he's, meta- he's Megaleach on a Mace Shalem. If he's Megaleach on a Kezayis Mena Mace, then for sure he's Megaleach on a Mace Shalem. So yesterday we finished with Rabbi Yossi defending Rabbi Meir's version of the Mishnah, where it mentions Mace Shalem. Today we're going to have two other defenses of why you'd have to mention Mace Shalem if you already mention other parts of a Mace and say that another is even Megaleach on that. So of course he's Megaleach on a Mace Shalem. So a total of three ways to defend the Girsa of Rabbi Meir in his Mishnah. Then the Gemara is going to move on to defining the term Neitzel. We said Neitzel is Metame, that Neitzel of a Mace is also something that Nazir is Megaleachan. What exactly is Neitzel? And does the din of Neitzel apply not only to Thomas Mace, but to Thomas Nevela as well? Yesh Neitzel Behema or a Neitzel Behema? Do we have such a concept when it comes when it comes to Thomas Nevela of an unslaughtered animal? Then the Gemara is going to uh, bring a Mishnah about Nitzok by Tuma. Nitzok means that if you have a liquid that uh, combines to, that 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 is streaming from one cleat to another, do we assume that they're considered to be all one unit and connected? Meaning, let's say I'm pouring something from a tahar kli into a tamay kli, and there's a steady stream going into the tamay kli, and then I stop pouring. So is the stuff in the tamay, in the in the top kli tamay now? Because it was connected through that stream to the tamay kli, so that we're going to have a mishnah about nitzok um, by tuma, and the and we're going to have a shaila whether there's a concept of nitzok when it comes to Oakland, when you're pouring food from one uh, from one place to another, do we assume there's neat soak? How thick does the food have to be for there to be considered a neat soak? That's uh, that's mechaber the two uh, the two items. Then at the end of the daf, the gemara is just going to try to figure out the shear of melo tarvad rekev because we had said one of the things that nazir's mekaleachan is a melo tarvad rekev. How much is a melo tarvad? So uh, we're going to have two, maybe three possibilities of what a melo tarvad actually is. So let's begin 
Again, we are four lines into the page at uh, the word va'adayin. So what we had just learned was that uh, Rabbi Meir's uh, Talmud, Sumchus, showed up to Rabbi Yudin's base Medrash, and he said that, oh, Rabbi Meir taught us a Mishnah that tells us that a Nazir is Megaleach on a mace and on Kezayis min a mace. So Rabbi Yudin got angry, and he said, this is why I told you I don't want to tell me to Rabbi Meir over here, because al Kezayis min a mace, Megaleach, al a mace, a local shikain. You don't need to tell me a mace if you're even metame on a on so Rabbi Yossi defended Rabbi Meir. He said, Oh, Yomru Meir Shachav Yehuda Ka'as Yossi Shasak Torah Mateyaleha. There's a defense that has to be offered for Rabbi Meir. I have to speak up. So Rabbi Yossi said, What if you have an entire mace that doesn't have a Kazayis Basar? Then you can't derive that from Rabbi Yudas Kalvachomer, and that's why Rabbi Meir has to have it as part of the Mishnah. That, that gets mentioned in the Mishnah. So it says more about Vadayin Yomar, still Rabbi Yudha could ask that a mace that doesn't have a Kazayis Basar uh, would be obvious also. It doesn't need to be mentioned in the Mishnah because Al Aver Mimena Megaleach, the Allah is that a Nazis Megaleach on an Aver Mina Mace, even though an Aver doesn't have a Kazayis Basar, Al Kulolo Kalshkein. So for sure, a Mace Shalem, obviously a Nazis Megaleach on. So instead of Rabbi Yudha's original Kasha, that Al Kazayis Mina Mace Megaleach, Al Mace. So just say the Kalvachomer in that way. But either way, Rabbi Yudha still has a question that it's unnecessary to tell me that you're Megaleach on a uh, on a mace. Now, how do I know that an Aver Mimenu Megaleach, even though it doesn't have a Kezayis Basar, because the Mishnah Meseches Alos in the first parak tells us that Ha'evarim Einlem Shir, when it comes to an Aver Minamais, there is no Shir for an Aver Minamais. And even Pachos Megazayis of Amais is Metame Betumas Mais. That's what Tosas points out in Dibra Maschil Adayin over here, that that's exactly what the, uh, the, the point that the Gemara is, uh, is, 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 trying, to, uh, is trying to make. Um, the Rabbeinu Peretz, however, says no, that the Kalvachomer is from the fact that it says in our Mishnah that an Aver Minamais is Metame, even if it just has Ma'at it has just a tiny drop of basar, enough that if it were still attached to a body, the the the, uh, the limb would be able to heal through that amount of uh, basar. So if that amount of basar, which is pachas mikazayis, is enough to make it that an aver is mitame, so for sure a meishalim is mitame. So in the Achron, in the Yudei David, he writes that even if uh, even if you're going to say that by a mace that doesn't have any basar at all, we can learn it from a kalvachomer that an aver sheishal of basar. Uh, that you could learn from a from a from a kolshkein of an aver sheishalav basar karatui that uh, that even one aver that has just enough basar to make it live if it were you know, to to uh, to to, uh, um, to to heal if it were attached to a body so al meis shalem I don't care whether it has excise basar meis shalem obviously is enough to heal if it were a, a body it's a, it is a body it's a whole body so lo kolshkein so uh, the difference between Tosas understanding Rabbi Parents understanding is this Kavachomer only uh, does this Kavachomer only work if the Meis Shalim has some Basar even uh, Pachos uh, Mikazayis but either way the Gemara is suggesting that according to Rabbi Yehuda there's still a Kavachomer over here so it doesn't make any sense to say Meis Shalim that Nazir is Megaleach on a Meis Shalim so that brings us to answer number two Elo when Rabbi Meir says that Nazir is Megaleach on a Meis it's Kada Amar Rabbi Yo 
Yochanan. It's similar to Rabbi Yochanan, how Rabbi Yochanan explains a mission in the second parak of Allos. That it says over there, um, it, it talks about uh, the, the, uh, the, the, those items that are metame ba'oel, and on the list of items that are metame ba'oel in general, nothing to do with the Nazir, just things that are metame ba'oel, it lists both mace and kezayis min ha-meis. And over there also Rabbi Yudu could ask the question, wait a second, if a kezayis min ha-meis is metame ba'oel, then obviously a meis shalim is metame ba'oel. So in that context, about Tumas Oel in general, Rabbi Yochanan answered, lo nitzrucha elul that the reason it has to mention that a meis is metame ba'oel is to teach me that even a nefel, which is a shalom iskashu evar begidin, that hasn't yet developed sinews that, uh, that hold its limbs together, um, it's still uh, metame Ba'ohel Nefel at the beginning of its formation, even though it's uh, it's entirely intact, it doesn't have gidim that hold it together. So since it doesn't have any aver shalem, because an aver is always defined as basar gidin va'atzamos. If you don't have all three components, then it's not an aver shalem, and it doesn't have a kazayis basar, so it's not metami mishum aver because it doesn't fit the halacha criteria of an aver. It's not metami mishum kazayis basar because it doesn't have a kazayis basar yet. It's still because it's a meis shalem. So you see, you have such a concept of a meis shalem that is not an aver, nor is it a kezayis basar. So Achanami over here also, when Rabbi Meir says that in Nazir is mekaleach al what's the chiddush? I already know in Nazir is mekaleach on an aver min I already know in Nazir is mekaleach on a kezayis. The same thing Rabbi Yochanan said. You can have a meis that is neither an aver nor has a kezayis basar. If you're talking about a nefel, that is uh, totally undeveloped that doesn't yet have any gidin and therefore is not uh, considered to be an aver. A third possible answer, Rava Amar, Rava comes along and suggests, uh, at least that's the gears of the rush over here, that it's Rava Amar as opposed to Yesh Svarim, that are Gores, uh, that, that, that are the opposite, not Rava Amar, but Kida Amar Rava. And the Rosh says, according to that gear, so Rabbi Yochan and Rava are both commenting on the Mishnah and Allos that just talks about Tumas Ohel in general. But the Rosh says that Girsa makes no sense because in Allos over there, it says explicitly in the Mishnah that a Rova Atzamos, Merov Binyan, and Merov Minyan is Metame Ba'ohel. And Rava's answer wouldn't make sense if you're commenting on a Mishnah that explicitly talks about Rov Minyan, Rov Binyan. Why? Because Rava's answer is the following. When it says Meis Shalem, it's alluding to Rov Minyan or Rov Binyan of Atzamos of a uh, of a Meis. That ain't a chinami. A Meis Shalem is obvious that it's Metame. But uh, when it says when our Mishnah says or when Rabbi Meir's version of our Mishnah, which happens to be our version also of our Mishnah, says that Nazir's Megaleach on a Meis, he's referring to Rov Binyan and Rov Minyan of Atzamos. So that's what the Rosh is saying. It can't be that Rava's commenting on the Mishnah Nolos, because Mishnah Nolos says that what's Metame Ba'ol? A Meis, a Kezayis Min a Meis, an Aver Min a Meis, Rov Minyan and Rov Binyan of Atzamos. So the word Meis in the Mishnah Nolos can't be referring to Rov Minyan and Rov Binyan of Atzamos, because that already says explicitly in that Mishnah. But so Rava Amar is going on our Mishnah, that our Mishnah, which didn't mention Rov Binyan and Rov Minyan of Atzamos explicitly. So uh, that's what Meis is referring to. Shein behen rova atzamos, where it doesn't have a rova of a kav of atzamos, but nevertheless it's metame like a meis shalem, and that's what a nazir is megaleachan. So that closes off the conversation from yesterday, right? We're 
Simcha showed up and he said that there's a Mishnah that tells me that Benazir is Mikalayach on a mace and a Kazayis min a mace. And Rabbi said, What are you talking about? Obviously, if, it's Kazayis, if he's Mikalayach on a Kazayis min a mace, he's Mikalayach on a mace. Shalim. So we had three answers. Answer number one is that mace tells me if there's no Kazayis Basar. Answer number two is that mace tells me if there's no Gidin. And answer number three is that a mace refers to Rav Minyan or Rav Binyan of Atzamos. So now we go on. So the Mishnah had said that Nazir is also Megaleach al Kazayis Meis al Kazayis Neitzel. So what's Neitzel? It's the moisture that comes out from the from the uh, flesh of the mace. So if Nazir is Metame himself to that, he's going to be Megaleach. But other types of liquids that uh, emerge from the dead body, uh, saliva or mucus or things like that, they don't have a din of Neitzel. So the Gemara discusses what is Neitzel exactly. So Tanra Banan. We have a brisa that, uh, that that says the uh, the following. Um, the uh, that's one of the girsos at least. It's Tan Rabban. Vezu neitzel. What exactly is neitzel? That's metami ba'ohel. Basar ameisha karash. If you have uh, flesh of the body that has become uh, rotted and uh, therefore it uh, starts to liquefy, and then umol and and not only that umol shertiach. If you heat up that moisture that comes out of a mace and it starts boiling, so I mean. But it starts bubbling, so that's neitzel. Even though it, it wasn't, uh, it didn't congeal on its own. A kazayis of that is mitame ba'ohel. So nazir is megaleach on that. So if you have basra mace that uh, that that uh, that melts and congeals, and you have moel shertiach that you have, uh, if you heat up the lecha that comes out, that it's uh, it it, it uh, bubbles. So the gemara explains why do I need those those tanayim uh, to, for for neitzel? Hechidami. What exactly is the brisa talking about that? Only if the nozzle meets those simanim, that it's karash or hirtiach, only then is it considered uh, neitzel. Then, only then do you assume that it comes from the basar of the mace and it's metame. Because if you're talking about that, that you have some uh, substance of uh, uh, that you're not sure if it came from the basar of mace or maybe it came from other liquids that came out of the mace and is not initially from the basar of mace, so ki karash mayhavi. Why does it matter that it's karash? What does that do? That's, that doesn't solve the suffix. We still have to be choshish that maybe it comes from the other liquids of the dead body. So how could the Nazir on such a uh, suffix tuma? That's how the Russian tells us understand the uh, the question that he can't bring a car, he can't the Nazir can't be megaleach on such a thing because it would be a suffix. You certainly can't bring a carbon on such a uh, suffix. And the Mishnah says that someone who's metame to a neitzel is megaleach and he's maybe carbon. So uh, how could you do it if you don't even know that this necessarily comes? From the Basra Mace. The whole thing's only a suffix. So uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Rambam in Ilchasimus Mace, Parag Pays, writes that suffix Neitzel Zainu Metame. So Kikarish Mehavi is not only on how can you be Megaleach and how can you bring Karbanos. According to the Rambam, that suffix Neitzel Zainu Metame. So it's even a question of how can you say that it's Metame mi suffix? According to the Rambam, it wouldn't even be Metame. So if we're talking about a case where you don't even know what the origin of the this substance is of this matter is so then there's no way that a nazir would be megaleach in it. The fact that it's malavabuas, the fact that it starts boiling, bubbling when you heat it up, or the fact that it's karush doesn't really solve the issue. Ella must be that 
you know that this matter that you have in front of you comes from the basar of a mace. Well, then have a low karash. Well, then why do you need any of these simanim? Why do you need to see that it uh, will boil, bubble up when you boil it, or that it will be karash, it will liquefy and congeal? Why do you need any of that? You know what it is. You know that it's uh, from the basar of the mace. Some Rabbi Now we're talking about where we know it comes from the mace, but we don't know if it's from the basar or it's from other uh, moisture in the body. And the uh, these simanim will help us determine where it's from. Ikarash moelhu. If it uh, in fact congeals, then you know that it's really from the basar, and that's neitzel that the nazir is megaleachan. Below karash adil makicha But if it's not karash, then you have to suspect that maybe that's just saliva or mucus or something else that a nazir would not be megaleachan. That's the, uh, the, 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 the the simple reading of, uh, of uh, the way Tosos and the Rush read our, uh, our, our Gemara. It would turn out that, uh, that, that the Rabbi Yirmiya and the Makshan are just disagreeing in Metzius, right? Meaning the way we read the question is, I don't understand, if you don't know where it, uh, where it came from, these simanim don't help you. And the answer is, yes, they do. Because if you don't know where it came from, only Basar Minames will react in this way. Only the Basar will actually boil up. Only the Basar will actually congeal and liquefy and congeal in a certain way. But other types of fluids that come from the body will not react in that way. So it's a change. The change from the question to the answer is really a change in Metzius, the way many of the Rishonim understand uh, this conversation. Okay, so once the Gemara talks about Neitzel from uh, flesh of a person, the Gemara says, well, does Neitzel apply to other types of Tumah? What about Tumas Nevela of an animal? So Abaye asked Rabbah the following Shaila, Yesh Neitzel Abahema is a Kazai's Basar of a Nevela that rots and, uh, and disintegrates until it becomes like, uh, like li- liquefied. Is that Metame Bimago Masa like a nevela is metame bimago masa. The halach is someone who touches or carries basar nevela is metame tumas erev that he's tame until uh, the evening and uh, and 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 Tos points out that over here it's not about kilu achanaz here. I Meaning over here we're not we're, we're no longer on the discussion of nazir because the nazir could be metame himself to a nevela it doesn't affect his nazirus one bit the nazir is not allowed to be metame to a mace so this has nothing to do with uh, with with nazir this is just once you're talking about the, this concept of basar becoming neitzel and it's still having the the impact of the of the tumma. So does that same concept apply to uh, to tumas nevela? Um, so so by me, by Rabbi Yisrael Behema, oh, ain't Neitzel Behema? Do we have this concept of Neitzel when it comes to Behema? Me, I mean, and Kigan me read that when do we have Allah and Moshe Misinai that Neitzel is considered to be basar and it's mitame Neitzel dasi me'adam? That's only if Neitzel comes from the flesh of a person. Avul dasi me Behema, but maybe Neitzel that comes from basar of a Behema. Lo, maybe there is no such Allah and and therefore it's not uh, it doesn't have a din like basar and it's not metame kinevela odilma loshna or maybe we're not mechalek at all that since there's Allah al-moshimisina by basar adam that neitzel has a din of a basar has a din of basar so maybe who a din when it comes to uh, basar of a behema the neitzel of basar of a behema will have a din of basar behema and if it happens to be a nevela so we'll have a full din of uh, nevela shitu betzis quotes Rabbeinu Azriel that the whole suffix is that by adam neitzel's 
considered by uh, like Basar uh, only uh, from a halachal Moshe Misinai. That's why we have a suffix. But if it were Midin Torah, if it were a regular din that's derived from the Midrash Torah and then we'd have no suffix. Then of course it would apply to a behemah. You see, when things are derived in the normal way from either uh, direct Pesukim or the Midrash Torah and that are derived from the Pesukim, then we say, Memetzinu, Binyanav, you compare one to the other, and you would imagine that the same, uh, that, that the, the, whatever din we, uh, we learn from the Torah is setting a rule that could, be, could apply elsewhere. But says Rabbeinu Israel, since this is Allah Moshe Misinai, so the question is, the scope of the Allah Moshe Misinai is Allah Moshe Misinai teaching me a Metzius, that Basar that, uh, you know, that decomposes or disintegrates in this way is still Basar, and that's just a rule about Basar, or is this a din in Tumas uh, Mace, that when it comes to Tumas Mace, uh, they, they, there's a din, that even the cell of Basar has the din of Basar, but it's got nothing to do with Tumas Nevela. So that is the Shaila of the Gemara. So the Gemara says that this suffix is totally in the Machlokas Amoraim that we have in Mesechas Bechoros, and the Machlokas relates to until uh, until what point is in Nevela Metame Tumachamura. What exactly does that mean? So the Sugyum Bechoros Tavchav Gimel tells us that a behema, while it's alive, uh, if it becomes uh, disgusting and not royal achila, everyone would be moda that as soon as it dies, it doesn't have a de- shem nevela and it's not metame at all. A behema that only um, is masriach after it dies, it only spoils after it dies, but it spoils to the point that it's not even royal achilas kelev also is certainly not a nevela anymore. But there is a machlokas samurai between Rabbi Yochanan and Barpada if at the time that an animal died it was ra'u la adam so an animal didn't have shrita, dropped dead or you hunted it or whatever and, and it was ra'u la adam and then it, it spoiled to the point where it's no longer ra'u la adam but it's still Royal Achilles Kelev. So it's in that window in between Royal Achilles Adam and Royal Achilles Kelev. So Rabbi Yochanan says, so long as it's still Royal Achilles Kelev, it's called, an, uh, it's, that's considered Achila, and therefore it has regular Tumas Nevela of Maga Umasa. That if you touch it or if you carry it, it's Metame like a Nevela. Where Barpada holds that no, once it's no longer Royal Achilles Adam, it's not called Nevela. As long, it's just that so long as it's Royal it may not be metami tumma chamura like a nevela, but it's metami tumma kala. It's metami some other form of tumma. What exactly does that mean? So that's machlokas Rashi and Tosos. Rashi writes that tumma chamura means tumas masa, tumma kala means tumas maga. Whereas Tosos says, no, any tumas nevela, maga, masa, all of that is tumma chamura. When, uh, according to Barpada, when it's nifsal meachilis adam, it's not metami either of those, so not tumas maga, not tumas masa, it's no longer a nevela. It's just that up until it gets to the point of uh, of of uh, of Kalev, it's still metame tumakala, meaning that a kabeza of an avela is metame ochlunumashkin. Um, so that's how uh, how Tosus understands. So we're going to read this gemara the way Tosus understands. That again, you have this machlokas. What if when the animal died it was ray lachila? Now it's no longer ray lachila, but it's still ray lachilas kelev. Does it have the din of tumas nevela? Is it still going to have the din of tumas nevela? If you assume like Barpada that Basar Nevela is metame to that it could still be metame b'mago u'b'masa ad l'ger, and that in that that 
continues until so long as it's still Ra'il Achilas Ger, meaning so long as so long as it's still Ra'il Achilas Adam. But once it's not Ra'il Achilas Adam, it's no longer called Nevela, and it's not Metame Bimago or Bimasa at all. Vitomakala Adel Kelev, and it's Metame Tomakala that a Shir of it is Metame Ochlemumashkim. Even though it's no longer Ra'il Achilas Adam until it becomes no longer Ra'il Achilas Kelev, so then Shapir, then there's no suffix about Neitzel of a Behema because Neitzel comes from Basar that has spoiled and is no longer Ra'il Achilas Adam. So of course not going to be Metame Tumachamura. Meaning according to Barpada that once something is not Ra'il Achilas Adam, it's no longer Tame Tumachamura. It's only Tame Tumakala. So of course Neitzel is not going to be not going to have a did of uh, Basar Nevela because Neitzel is not Ra'il Achilas Adam. So it's not going to have a din of uh, Basar Nevela. That's obvious. El Mandi Amar, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, says that Tumah Hamura ad la Kelev. That up until it gets to the point where it's not Ra'il Achilas Kelev, it's still a real Nevela. It's still Metame Tumah Hamura. It's still Metame Bemago Bemasa. Well, then, Ma'ikal Meimar. Then what would you say about Neitzel? Is Neitzel considered like Basar of Behema? That a Kazayas of it is Metame Bemago Bemasa? Or do you say, no, only Basar of Behema is Metame, but once it becomes Neitzel, once it becomes this other matter, it's decomposed into this other matter called Neitzel, maybe it no longer has a status of Tumas Nevela. So the whole Shaila is only Lefishitas Rabbi Yochanan. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that after something has uh, gotten to the point where it's no longer Roy Lachilas Adam, it could still be Nevela. Yeah, but that's when it's Basar. What about if it's uh, if the physical matter has turned into Neitzel? Would you still say it has a status of Nevela? Or would you say that, no, once it's uh, it's changed into Neitzel, it no longer has a status of Nevela. So says Gemara, let's bring a Raya. Tashima will bring a Raya from Brisa that talks about the fats of a Nevelas of Tahar. Halacha is a Nevelas of Tahar if you have a kosher bird, a kosher species that you didn't shech, that just killed or died or whatever, and you eat the meat, so it's metame bebeis hablia. When you eat it, it's metame as it goes down. So imchu bu'ur, let's say you take the fats of such a bird and you liquefy it with fire. So tame, it's metame bebeis hablia, like a nevelis of tahar, uh, would be metame bebeis hablia, even when it's liquefied. It's metame bebeis hablia, uh, because it doesn't become nifsame achilas adam when you liquefy it. But pechama, but if it gets liquefied in the sun, then tahar. Then we assume that it spoils when it liquefies in the sun when you put it on the stovetop and you liquefy it so it's still edible so it's still metame but when it liquefies in the sun we assume it's spoiling it's not royal achilas adam and therefore loses its shame tumah if you're going to assume that Neitzel of a behemah has a din of basar and it's metami tumachamura ad the kelev until it gets to the point where even a kelev wouldn't eat it, so nevelis of tahar should be metame until it becomes nifsal meachilas kelev. Then afilu bechamenami. Then even if it liquefied in the sun, it should still be metame because when you liquefied in the sun, we assume it's not royal achilas adam, but it's still royal achilas kelev. So if you can assume that ad achilas kelev, that up until it gets to a point of uh, not royal achilas kelev, it's still Metame. So when you look fight in the sun, it should also be metame. So from the fact that it says in the Mishnah that when you look fight in the sun, it's tar, we see that ain't neitzel behema. So the Gemara rejects the raya. The reason that if you look fight in the sun, it's tar is amos kamachle. When is 
the sun going to liquefy this fat? Only after it's really dried out a lot by the sun. And once it's really dried out by the sun, it turns into afar, which is not even meaning our assumption was wrong. We assume that if you liquefy it in the sun, it becomes not adam, but it's still says no, when you liquefy it in the sun, it's not even and that's why it loses its tuma capacity. Not only because it's not adam, but because it got worse than that. It's not even kelev. So now the, uh, the Gemara is gonna, uh, gonna, going to shift the conversation to a new topic called Nitzok. There is a Mishnah in Mesechus Taros that talks about Nitzok. Nitzok is a steady stream that goes from an upper Kli to a lower Kli. That it's not a Chibor. The Mishnah says that it's, it doesn't connect for Hilchos Tumah. I mean, if you pour a liquid Tahar liquid into a Tameh Kli, or even uh, you pour Tahar liquid over a Sheretz, so uh, if you were to catch the liquid mid-air before it hits the Sheretz, or before it hits the Tameh Kli, that liquid is Tahar. And uh, certainly the liquid that's still in the upper Kli is Tahar, because Nitzok is not a Chibur Latuma. Even though there's a stream going from the upper Tahar Kli down to the Tameh Kli, so you might think that connects it all and everything, that all, all the liquid is Tameh, not true. Only that which already landed in the Tamekli is Tame. If you were to catch anything before it lands in the Tamekli, it is not, uh, not Tame. So now the Gemara brings a Mishnah that talks about, uh, thing, th- um, talks about halachos for which Nitzok is a Chibur. So Tanan Hasam, Kala Nitzok Tahar. The Mishnah says in Masechus Machshirin, any Mashke uh, that is Nitzok that you pour from, from, from above to below to, to something Tame is Tahar. The, uh, the stream is not. Is, it does not connect, does not attach the 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 upper cleat to the to the to, to the lower cleat. So whatever remains in the upper cleat is still going to be tahar chutz midvash hazifim vatzapichus, except for the honey that's very thick that uh, that they have to add water to liquefy it and and sapichus, which is the honey that they take off of the honeycombs that's mixed with the beeswax. So if uh, so, it's very very thick. So if you pour that kind of devash. Um, into a cleave that has Tumah in it, then the Nitzok is metame. Then it's so thick, we consider that to be a real connection, and the stream from one to the other is considered to be metame, even the stuff in the upper part. So the Mishnah brings another Shita that says that, no, uh, not only this very, very thick honey, even if you have a chalent, you have a porridge of uh, beans or things like that, so it's a thick enough food that that also will be a chibur through Nitzok, through, uh, through a pouring stream because since it's very thick when you stop pouring it some of what's already poured out uh, pulls back into the top kli and therefore that nitzok is considered to be a real uh, a real chibur so it's as if the stuff in the top kli is touching the mashkatameim in the bottom kli but according to the Tanakama, no a mikvah porridge that's not going to be metame it's only when you have this very thick honey so the gemara is going to explain what the machlok is between the Tanakama and beishamai is all about. But first the Gemara wants to understand why is it by this very thick honey that the nitzok is mechaber, that the stream is mechaber, what's in the upper kli to the lower kli. So bai bar chama, yesh nitzok la'ochlin, do we assume that there's a din of nitzok when, uh, when, 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 when it comes to ochlin, if you liquefy ochlin to the point where it could pour from one to the other, does the nitzok connect that which is in the lower kli to the upper kli? Oh, ain't nitzok la'ochlin, or maybe no, it doesn't create any sort 
sort of chibur. And the food that's in the upper kli are not metame from the food that's in the bottom kli. So what are the tzadim of the safek? Me, Amrin, and do we assume that the reason the chachamim say that there's nitzok by this very thick honey is mishum diispurire, is because uh, it's, it's, it's very sticky. It's like a glue, and when you stop pouring it, it, it pulls back, and therefore it's like, uh, um, it, it's similar to a food that would be considered nitzok as well. Vahani less burire, but but if you have uh, if you have fat that's uh, that's been liquefied, so then it it doesn't have that same characteristic, and therefore it should not create a nitzok. Oh, Dilmor, maybe the basis of the chacham when it came to that very thick honey and why it has nitzok is mishum dismichenu. It's just because it's very thick, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it pulls back. That when you stop pouring that which is ready out of the kli, sort of uh, you know. Like a, like a vacuum cleaner, like it comes back, it uh, draws back to the top cleaner. No, it's just about the thickness of it. So, so by food also, you can have some very thick food that pours from one cleaner to another, even though it doesn't pull back, but it has a certain thickness to it. So uh, if we understand why the Chachamim hold that there's Nitzok by Dvash, we'll be able to understand whether that same thing can apply to Ochlin or not. If it's about its ability to pull back, so Ochlin doesn't have that ability. But if it's just about the general thickness, Ochlin does have that same general thickness. So says Mar, let's try to bring two rayas. Raya number one, Amar Rava Tashima. We have a Tosefta. Chelev Hames. If you have Chelev of a dead body that's metame like Basar Hames, Shu Shalem, which is a full Kezayis, V'yitichho, and then you boil it on the fire and you liquefy it. So Tame, it's Tame like uh, the original Chelev because it's still a Kezayis uh, all in one spot. But Hayim Meforad, if it broke down into different uh, pieces where you don't have a Kezayis in one spot, it's uh, only Bitsiruf uh, of all of them together would be Kezayis. V'yitichho, and then you boil it up so now it becomes one unit again, tar. Then the chelav is tar. Because prior to you uh, liquefying it, if you would touch some of it, you'd be tar because you didn't touch a kazayish shalim since there is no kazayish shalim in one spot. So even though now that you've, uh, that you've uh, boiled it up and it's become one unit again, it's still going to be tar because any chibur that's nasali de adam is not considered a chibur. That chibur of a kazayish is only something that you made. It's not something that Hashem made. It's not a real chibur. But if you can assume that Nitzok is not a Chibur for Ochlin, so even if you had a Kazayis Chilev, Shalim V'yitichu Namili Tahir, even if it was a Kazayis Shalim that you were Matiach, it should still be Tahir, because at the time that you put it on the fire, it has to, uh, one drop at least is going to pop out, you know, from the rest of the Kazayis, um, from just from the boiling, and that's not going to be a Kazayis in one spot, so if Nitzok is not a Chibur, so then that Tipa is not Mechubur to the rest of the Chilev, and then when you finish and it uh, joins back as a kazayis, we should say that was uh, that that's not something that happened on its own. So it must be that when you start boiling it, even though some of it will start streaming away, but that's okay. Nitzok is a chibur. So you see a raya that Nitzok is a chibur. So says Mar Amr Bizeira, I know Mar Breed Ravina, Targimna, Hachamayaskinon, Kigomada, the Bahadi, the Maratechle, Solakamudulupumi, the Mona, the Korash, the Isekula Gabeadadi. Then now we're talking about a Metzius, where when you started boiling, it up. No part ever streamed away from it. It never relied on Nitzok. It all went to the top of the Kli as a single unit where all of the Chelev was uh, was Bishlemus in one in one in one area. So since it congealed all at one time, it has a din of a Kazayis Chelev that was Mukhubar from the very beginning. So certainly if uh, not, not even a Tipa left it, so you're not relying on Nitzok. The reason it's Metame is because it's Metame. It was always a Kazayis Shalem. So Ravina brings another Raya. Again, we're trying 
trying to figure out the suffix of Rami Bar Chama, is there Nitzok by Ochlin, by, uh, you know, so, so says Gemara, maybe we could bring a Raya from Beishamai's point of view. Beishamai disagreed with the Chachamim, and uh, so Amalei Ravin Ravashi, Toshima, will bring a Raya to be poshate the suffix of whether there's Nitzok by Ochlin from Beishamai Shita. Because Beishamai Omrim, Af Hamikvish shall grease and shall pull. That if you have a porridge of beans that's, uh, that, that, that is, uh, w- which is not uh, thick, nor is it uh, uh, very liquefied, so the, uh, the, the, the nitzok is metame, mipneshein sold in the because when you stop pouring the, the mikveh, and the, the, uh, there are certain pieces that uh, go, go back up into the kli, and therefore it's considered like the two things are connected to each other. So it's mistaver that that's the basis of the Tanakhama as well, that the reason the dvash, the very thick honey, is considered to be attached through the nitzok is because it has this uh, this uh, characteristic that it's chozel achareim that it goes backwards. So then we could be poshed the suffix of Rami Barchama that other ochlim that's not chozel achareim nitzok is not going to be mechaber. So what's the machlokes b'shamay and tanakama then? If everyone holds that the characteristic that defines whether there's nitzok is when you stop pouring, does it come back? Does it come back up to the kli? What are the b'shamay disagreeing with tanakama about? So apparently when it comes to uh, chalent or to you know this porridge, it comes back a little bit. So the question is, is that enough? Meaning, it definitely the characteristic of being pulled back is definitely the characteristic we're looking for for nitzok to happen. Tanakama holds that has to happen in a large measure. That has to happen in a significant way. And Beisham is a little more loose with the definition of what's called uh, pulling back. But everyone would agree that if it's a regular ochel, where when you stop pouring it, it doesn't pull back at all. Everyone would agree that that's not a nitzok. So says Mar, is that really such a Raya, Midi-Iriya. You, you can tell based on what Beishame Shita is, what the Tanakama is based on? No, It could be that uh, that when it came to the Tanakama with the honey, the reason that the honey was a Nitzok was just because it's very thick, and therefore food that's very thick would also be a Nitzok. And Beishame is of the opinion that what defines Nitzok is not the thickness of it, but rather when you stop pouring, whether it pulls back into the top Kli. So you can't bring a Raya whatsoever. There's no Raya at all from the uh, sheet of the Beishamai. So again, the Gemara had the Shaila. Do we assume Nitzok by Ochlin or do we not assume Nitzok by Ochlin? We, had, uh, we thought we had two Rayas. Each Raya was rejected. So in the end of the day, we don't have a real answer. Now the Gemara moves on to, we had said that of Malot Harvad Rekev, one of the types of Tumah that Nazir's Megaleachan is a Malot Harvad of Rekev. So it says Gemara, what does Malot Harvad mean? Kamashira, Malot Harvad means a spoonful. But you open up your kitchen drawer, you'll find many different sized spoons. There are teaspoons and there are soup spoons and there are serving spoons. There are, well, what, what exactly is a Malot Harvad? What is a ladleful? What is a spoonful? So Chizki Amar Malot Pisas Hayad. It's the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, what could fill up the palm of your hand. Rabbi Yochanan Malot Chafnav. No, it's what could fill up your entire hand, including your fingers, not just the palm of your hand. So Tanan, we have a Brisa that tries to define Malot Harvad Rekev, and it says Malot Harvad Rekev Sha'amru Yeshon Me'ikr Etz Ba'os. It's from the place where your uh, fingers attach to your palm and upward, and say no means your whole handful. Well, what does it mean from where your fingers attach? Probably means from where your fingers attach to the end of your fingers. So the two opinions that appear in the Mishnah are only the fingers or the entire hand. But wait a second, we just had a machlokas. Is it only the palm or the entire hand? No one had said only the fingers. So says Gemara, wait a second. I understand Rabbi Yochanan's point of view, 
Hudamar Karabanan. He said it's the whole handful, and that's exactly the sheet of the Rabbanan that we just saw in the Mishnah. But El Chizkiya, but Chizkiya said that it's only a palmful. Keman, he's not following either Tana. Lokar Meir, it's not following a Meir, a Meir holds, it's only the fingers full. Velokarabanan, nor is it following the Rabbanan that holds, it's got to be a whole handful. Where do we find the Tana that holds a palmful? Is a Melotarvid Rekev. So Amri. Gumara's two answers. Answer number one, Melo Pisasayad, Umelokishu, a palmful and fingersful are the same amount. It's just it's just two ways of expressing the same shear. It happens to be the Matsyas is whatever you can hold in your fingers, you can hold in your palm. That's the same amount anyway. So that's a Melo Tarfid. Or Amlerasim Barada the Rav Papa Mimaida Hai Mikishre is supposed to Ulemaila Larosh Dilmalamata Midiade Tavalim Lopisasiad. How do you know that um, when we say from where the fingers attach to the palm? Ulamaila means to the end of the fingers. Maybe from the fingers attached to the palm, Ulamaila means closer to the body. It all depends. Are you holding your hand like this or are you holding your hand like that? Right? So in a natural position as you're walking, so Lamaila would be closer to your body. If you're holding your hands up, Lamaila would not be closer to the body. So there's a girsa over here that says Teku. So Tosas points out, you can't be Gori's Teku because we didn't ask a Shaila. Right? Meaning we were just discussing what the shear of Melotar Vidrekev is. That's how Golosagro also takes it out. Rabbeinu Peret says, no, no. The word teku just means uh, let it stand. So uh, the, 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 he says the reason uh, the, the, there's, uh, the word teku l'chorah doesn't make sense is because there's no shaila to leave with the teku. But the Gemara brings, uh, is just bringing the teretz to the kasha the chizkiah asked. So he says if you gorish the word teku, it could just mean that teku uh, is, is, just means that this teretz is such a stark a teretz that it should stand. Because that's all the word teku really means. That something should remain standing. So this tarot is such a good tarot, teku, let it stand. So that would then you'd have to put that on the list of these strange lashonos that you have in Nazir that you don't have throughout the rest of Shas. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up Nunal from Nalif at the time.